Welcome to another episode of Here If You Need, brought to you by our great mates at Deakin University. A very special episode today. Special on two fronts. One, because we've got a great guest in Emily Mannix, who we'll chat to very, very shortly. But also special because it's the last in this series of Here If You Need. Before we take just a little break before the Super Netball season starts very, very shortly. But without any further ado, again, thanks to Deakin University, we say hello to Emily Mannix. Hey, Em. Howdy. How you going? Yeah, I'm going really well. I'm working remotely today. Uh, Channel 9 has sent me to an AFL hub in Sydney. So I'm sitting in a crew car with my cameraman, just uh, ready to get to work on the first story of the day. How about you? Um, not as exciting as that. Um, just at home, going to um, head up to Melbourne soon um, for training. But um, yeah, no sunshine down here. Actually, it's not a bad day. It's a bit um, bit sunny, but I think it was about two degrees this morning. So it's oh. a bit fresh. So it's been a pretty big 24 hours. Um, how do you, it's hard to get your head around this situation, isn't it? Because it's changing all the time especially in Victoria. What was your reaction yesterday when you heard the news that there was obviously a really big increase in, in cases? And then secondly, that we're going back into lockdown for six weeks. Yeah, it's pretty hard. I think that's been the story for the last however many months. Things just change on a daily and you sort of just got to prepare yourself for anything. Um, I think, you know, getting the news yesterday that Melbourne would be in lockdown, our first thought was, oh, crap, can we train still together? Um, yeah. I thought it, you know, coming from down in Geelong, we're obviously not in lockdown, but um, I think we would still be able to get Simone, myself, Tegan, and one of our training partner, partners, Ali Smith, to be able to train. So we thought, oh, that might be the go. But, um, yeah, I think we've got the all clear to, to train as a group. So that's, that's good news. So that um, came through yesterday, did it, that notification? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we will get a few more details around, um, you know, having an exemption um, for elite athletes to be able to train. Obviously, with the lockdown, it means, you know, things are pretty strict. But I think um, there'll be, I think, further developments on that. But I think for now, yeah, we're all good to train together. So keep soldiering on for hopefully the start of the season. Um, but yeah, again, it's it's ever changing. So I think we've got to be prepared for anything. And you know, we've been really um, staying in the moment and doing well um, with just you know working with what we've got. So we'll just keep at it. Yeah, you have to be agile in a situation like this, especially as a, a professional sports person. I know I've spoken to a lot of the footballers up here, and agility is the sort of name of the game because they don't really know what's next. I mean, I guess you're lucky because you've got a player like Joe Weston who is who is really significant in the work that she does on the Players Association. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something we definitely haven't taken for granted is the work that, you know, Joey and Tegs have been doing with the rest of the Players Association to make sure that, you know, things are in the best way they possibly can. And they've been working really hard um, at that. And we really do appreciate all the work that they've been doing because it's not an easy job. You know, they've been pretty pretty busy in this, you know, unprecedented time. So I think we've really appreciated what they've done for us and, and everyone else in that group as well. Lots to get through with you on this episode of Here If You Need, um, M. I just want to start with a couple of, let's lighten the mood somewhat. I know <laughs> that Channel, the Channel 9 cameras came to visit you at your home a little while back because 
you were doing a, a renovation rescue type um, project or the, the, the block, the block in Geelong. Yeah. Just, just tell go. us about what you've been doing. Oh gosh, here we go again. I feel like I've answered this question so many times and I'm still copying it from my uh, family for saying that I've done all the work and I've been building the whole thing on my own, which is not the case for the hundredth time. It's not the case. I've helped out a bit. I've painted, I'm staring out at the moment at it. I've painted the part, um, the carport um, and helped with a few bits and pieces, but dad's, you know, and obviously mum as well are the real brains behind it. And um, you know, obviously we don't need a backyard anymore. We don't need the trampoline and all of us have grown up and some of us have moved out. I'm still at home, um, which is nice. But I think, yeah, they've decided that, um, you know, making a bit of a little Airbnb and putting a bit of a twist on it, making it a shipping container is something pretty cool. So, yeah, Channel 9 came down and did a story and I had the nail gun going. And I actually was going to wear a pencil in the interview for the... Um, <laughs> that you were doing, I was going to have a pencil in my ear and the cameraman gave me a bit of a weird look and thought, please don't. Did you hear Teague's reveal on this very podcast that she's been, is it, do you say cro- crocheting? Is it, I don't know what the plural yeah. of crochet well, is, but she's, she's a crochet master. Yeah. She is. And I actually um, went over and saw her work. It's a bit, it's all right. <laughs> I wouldn't find <laughs> for a home job. It's all right. <laughs> no, she did well. I think you know everyone sort of got a few little things going, and they did have a few things going during ISO. Everyone found little things to do. Some people went to baking, and um, obviously TikToks were a big hit. Not for me, but a few of the girls. And yeah, Tegs tried to hand it crochet i always get mixed up it's crochet and then there's croquet isn't there with the stick they are very different yeah. <laughs> i don't know i don't know which you one is <laughs> if you if you say you, you you like croquet and crocheting i think there's something wrong with your life <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely um the other sort of I mean, let's get into the nitty gritty of, of netball. I mean, the other big development in the last few weeks has been uh, the revelation that the two point super shot will be um, coming into the season, which is upcoming and it's creeping closer. Um, what are your thoughts as a defender? Yeah, look, it's an interesting one. Um, obviously, was able to be lucky enough to play in the bushfire um, game, which seems like years ago, which was only at the start of the year. Um, I feel like all of that seems to um, have just passed. And I think if you look at this year and you had the, the bushfires and now this, it's just, I feel like it's about 10 years to fit into one. But um, yeah, I was lucky enough to play in that game and they had the two point shot and it really does change the way that you play. Um, and especially as a defender, I think, no, I don't want to be biased, but I think it changes defenders' game more than goalers, um, especially our goalers anyway. I feel like they shoot from there um, anyway. Um, but, yeah, look, I think it's an interesting one. I wasn't super um, stoked with that decision. And, you know, I think, um, yeah, that was an interesting time. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how that all goes. But I think, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's happened now. Um, it's going to go ahead anyway, whether we like it or not. So 
we've sort of just been getting on with it and we've obviously got the lines put into the goal circles at training and we've been practicing different situations and scenarios playing that so I think MJ is really enjoying it she's sort of um <laughs> she'll only shoot from there though if it is in the um the two point uh shot mm. time so she she'll pass it off um pretty quickly if she's in there but she's been um definitely one that's been enjoying it a lot and she's been getting most of them in so look out everyone where um the vixens have been practicing and um we're going all right at it so i think it's a good thing for us and will it make defending easier harder i mean or you just don't know yeah look it's we've played around with it a little bit and it's obviously something that we don't have a lot of time to work on um but simone's been really adamant that we don't want to look into it too much and change you know the whole game but um it does change the way you play because you're used to, you know, pushing a goaler out from the post to make them shoot from that further away distance to make it, you know, more difficult for them. But now it changes and you've got goalers that are both moving into that zone to shoot. So it does definitely change the way that you play and look at it. But, you know, we're up for it and we'll keep practising and everyone's in the same boat as well. So all teams will be in the same boat. So I guess it's mm. whoever adapts the quickest and, yeah, can just get on with it. Let's get into some questions from your fans, and there's so many of them. We're thanks to Deakin University. Digital, of course, is in Deakin University's DNA with 40 years of experience in distance and online learning. Discover why they are the number one Australian public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, loved study online at Deakin. M Mannix, Sophie wants to know, how does your friendship with Joe benefit your work together on the court? Because it is a beautiful friendship, is it not? Would you say beautiful? I'm not sure about beautiful. <laughs> Interesting way to describe it. Um, obviously, Joey and I get up to a lot of mischief together off the court. Um, you know, we get along really well and it's mainly me laughing at her most of the time and then her laughing at me. Um, a little bit of the time so yeah we get along really well and we have that sort of um pretty easygoing relationship which i think then transfers onto the court i find that my personality off the court's pretty similar to me on the court um bit of a relaxed sort of um person and player but um i find joey quite different off the courts on the court she's can be quite intense on the court um but i think because our relationship is so good uh, together that we can work through that and um, you know I think we complement each other quite well and she'll give it to me and I'll give it to her but I think that we have that good relationship that we can work that through and you know have a bit of a laugh about it at the end of the day as well. I would say beautiful relationship. Beautiful yeah all right we'll go with that beautiful. It's <laughs> lovely we love it. <laughs> uh, Jasmine wants to know how excited were you when you heard training was back very this much i was this excited um <laughs> or i'd go further out if i could um i think the time training at home was interesting and everyone dealt with it in a different way i struggled at times and i submit it was hard to get motivated and um you know and that sort of thing as well but i think being able to then get back together we started in small groups so we were just doing some small um, you know, groups of three court work, which were absolute death, might I add. Of course, Simone got so excited that we were all back together that she, um, she definitely made us um, work. Yeah, I think we fit about eight, about eight weeks of training into one um, 
one hour session the first one back so um yeah that was that was interesting but it was so good to see everyone and slowly get back into that full team training and obviously not all our support staff have support staff have been able you know to come and that sort of thing but um it's nice to see some of the support staff around and getting things back to somewhat normal um i guess in you know all that's happened yeah another question now from lily she wants to know what's on your pre-game music playlist oh i'm actually in charge of music um at the gym at court sessions and at games so it was joey and i but joey's taste of music can be questionable um, at the best of time she <laughs> likes a lot of disco um i think abbott is at the top of the list which you know i don't mind i like all types of music so i don't mind but i can just see mj always comes up and goes oh Sister, is this your playlist? I'm like, no, no, nah, it's Joe, it's not mine. I'm not playing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do like all my types of music. Um, I'm trying to think game day. See, what I play in the change room is different to what I play in the car ride up. Um, the girls probably like more of that mainstream um, pump up music. We're in the car ride up. I'm sort of a little bit more 80s rock slash, um, you know, all of it really um what do i have in there i'm trying to think of someone that um i don't kind of by think. the way by the way questionable is the best word to describe that. <laughs> <laughs> joe western mix yeah yeah she does like a like i like triple j and that sort of thing but she really yeah. um pushes the boundaries i think with that sort of yeah. stuff yeah it's not ideal <laughs> all right Let's move on. Maya wants to know, if you weren't playing netball, what would your career be? It's a great question. Yeah, great question. Um, I think I would love to be in the police force. So something that I would like to do after netball would be um, working in some form of, of that um, in, spe- in a specialised area, um, some search and rescue or um, a different division. So that's something that um, I'd probably be doing now if I wasn't playing netball, but hopefully... Yeah, after this, um, my career, that would be something that I, I look at to do. Um, so a little bit different to netball, but um, I guess it's still a lot of the um, attributes still apply um, in that with the teamwork and, yeah, working together and protecting. Not that I protect anyone on the netball court. I guess I protect the <laughs> teammates, but it's a little bit different. <laughs> Senior Constable Mannix. It has a nice ring to yeah, it, actually. Yeah. Um, this is a special one because it's from Kendra. She's from Geelong. She's intrigued to know about your netball pathway. Oh, how long have you got, Clint? It's only a half an hour oh. podcast. We'll be there. We'll be here all day. Um, well, I guess to condense it a little bit, I um, have grown up on the Ballarat Peninsula and, and still live down here. So I played all my juniors down here and, um, you know, I sort of worked my way up. It was obviously harder to get recognised down here because most of the netball um, was in Melbourne. So eventually I was talent identified at a tournament um, to be selected into the Zone Academy program, which was sort of my first taste of that high level, higher intensity netball. So they were three hour sessions twice a month up in Melbourne. Um, So I did that and that's where I was selected into my first state team. So um, I was selected into the under 15 schoolgirls team along with Lizzie and um, Joey, so we played together then when we were 15, and then I sort of made um, most of the state teams from there. I missed out on under 17's bottom age, but then sort of made you know everyone um, from then. Uh, and then I was also 
what else was I doing? Oh gosh, I was also playing um, in the Victorian Netball League. So I started off um, at BU Western Lightning, um, coached by Guy Honey, um, who was an ex uh, Vixens uh, assistant coach, um, and then went to play for City West Falcons. Um, from there, I was selected into the Victorian Flames, which ran alongside the Vic Fury. So they brought in another um, A&L team, Victorian A&L team, because there was a fair bit of talent at that time. So they sort of bring it, brought in the Flames to have that extra sort of development team. Um, and we did quite well that year. We actually nearly bet Fury and um, we had a good, uh, good little team. We had a lot of Suncorp Super Network players um, in that. And then they sort of had to get rid of that Flames team due to funding and then I was in the Fury um, and then from there I sort of was selected um, into the Vixen so I um, got brought into Simone's office one day um, at the Victoria Institute of Sport where I was a, an athlete and she asked me pretty much did I want to be part of the Vixens for 2015 and I said no no I said yes obviously <laughs> and, and I've been there ever since so um, that sort of very quickly, I'm sure I missed about 10 teams in there, but that's sort of the main um, pathway I had up to the Vixens. Yeah, and the beautiful part about that is that, um, you know, regional Victoria produces some amazing athletes and you're just one success story. There's so many uh, that come mm. from regional communities and uh, it's, it's, just, it's lovely to hear that, um, that story of persistence um, as it is with every netballer. So thank you for sharing that. Last one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's from Lucy. She just wants to know why Emily Maddox, are you always so happy? Why am I so happy? Um, good question. Um, are you are you always happy? No, I'm not always happy. Um, you should see me also sometimes. No, <laughs> living with um, six other people, uh, which I was very grateful for because I had people to hang out with. Um, but, you know, I did like to annoy everyone. I think that's why I'm always happy because I'm annoying everyone else and then they're angry, but I'm happy because no one's annoying me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't, I don't know why I'm happy. I just guess, like, why be sad? There's nothing, you know, nothing can be too serious. I think I like to take everything um, not too seriously, which is probably why I'm happy mm. because I don't let a whole lot get to me. Um, obviously, there's things that that do get to me sometimes, but I think overall I like to look at things in a pretty positive way and maybe have a laugh about things. I think that's a big thing as well. Yeah. Just being able to laugh things off and laugh at yourself and be a bit silly and, yeah, I think that's why. Surround yourself with good people as well, Em. That's, um, right. that's key to Absolutely. it. Um, like you hey, think? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, I'm, um, I'm just... I'm really taking in the sights here in, oh. I'm not too sure if you can see that, Bondi Beach at the moment. So You should put your like budgies a, on and get out there. <laughs> I don't think so. It's like an episode of Bondi Rescue. <laughs> scare everyone off. No, I, I would scare everyone away. No, no one deserves that. Um, as I mentioned on the off the top, it is, it is the last episode in this isolation series of Here If You Need. It's, it's come with its, um, its highlights and great stories from the Vixens players. And, of course, we heard from Shaz Mack last week. That was really intriguing to get her take on a few issues. But um, not long now, Em. Uh, are you looking forward to it? Yeah, if that, um, you know, does come around. I think it's 
uh, a bit shaky at the moment. But mm. I think the overall view is that, you know, we're still going to go ahead. So mm. and I think, you know, watching the AFL, I've been able to manoeuvre and work it out and, you know, um, get on with it. So hopefully we're the same. And, yeah, it sort of seems surreal that we will play because it has been so long and we should have, I don't know what round we would be up to. It's probably be, we'd probably be at least halfway through the season, I'd halfway. say, by now. But um I'm super stoked and I just want to get out there and play and you know even I think tonight hopefully we'll have a bit of match play in amongst ourselves and even that's exciting for me um be being able to actually just play a game um of netball so yeah I'm super excited hopefully it all goes well and you know people keep doing the right thing and look after themselves so that we can you know continue on and be able to play so fingers crossed but um Yeah, if that comes around, I'll I'll be ready, ready to go. We love hearing from you, Em. Um, good luck for the season ahead. Uh, thanks for your insights, and we really appreciate your time on here. If you need, thanks, Clint. Now get your get your budgies on and go for a swim. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you. Don't you dare me. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, right. That is that is the final episode of this isolation series. As I mentioned on the top, uh, we are going to take a brief break and be back, hopefully with a fully fledged um, edition of Here If You Need with the season to kick off. That was Here If You Need with thanks to Deakin University. Until next time, it's goodbye. At Deakin, digital is in our DNA. With 40 years of experience in distance and online learning, discover why we're the number one Australian public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, loved. Study online at Deakin. Applications closing soon.